is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of March 18th, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. Jake. And the third man this week is not Vince. We welcome in this man called Bryant. Hello, Bryant. Welcome to This is the XFL Show. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Sounds I'm excited. Now you bringing should be West because expert. Yes, we're bringing you in for uh, a reason this week because we're marching through XFL City Madness. This is episode seven, West Side. So we're looking at West Coast teams. Well, not really coast, but Western teams, Western I guess divisions. we should say. Yes, Western teams. All month long, we're marching up and down the cities of America, Canada, and elsewhere. And in the different regions, we're picking two teams in each region, whittling it down to the Elite Eight cities that should make up the XFL in 2020. So far, North and South have been done. Today is the West. That's why we bring in Bryant, who's an expert on West Coast XFL football. Tell us about your your XFL street cred, Bryant. Prove um, yourself, fool! <laughs> I will say that I went to the very first and I went to the very last game of the XFL at the LA Coliseum. I was also in a few in between. Uh, I spent many hours watching the XFL as, as, a, as a young, uh, spry teenager, I would say. Some of the best memories I have as, a, as an XFL fan. You so you watch and you watch the games that were even on TNN. Oh, TNN, UPN back in the day. Yes, uh, NBC. I was at my home for ten weeks, twelve if you count the playoffs, watching uh, XFL games. I, I didn't miss one of them. And this yeah, guy and- did, he didn't miss one game, Jake. And also, he watched all, all of the games, not just you know his team, the LA Extreme. He watched all of them. So he including he maybe comes the longest. In with credit. Maybe the longest game. Uh, we have to mention you are from the uh, you know the the LA area, so uh, you know obviously, or at least I hope. Maybe we should ask you. You know, was LA your team? Oh, no doubt. When I heard the announcement, I was so excited that LA was going to have an XFL team that uh, I became a fan right away. I, had I think my we LA should we should give some uh, uh, some uh, I guess. Uh, we should uh, lay it all out there right now. B- Bryant and I are both big LA Extreme fans, Jake. So probably going to show a lot of bias on this episode. Uh, that's <laughs> all right, but I, I got to ask Bryant, what's the uh, you know what's the vibe out there? What are you hearing? Or do people want the XFL back in LA? I mean, we're going to go over more into detail of what, what if LA deserves a team or not. But right now, the the vibe is uh, tremendous. You know, the, the football finished here in early January with the Rams getting kicked out of the playoffs, and they can't wait until they can get that taste uh, in February when uh, football comes back into town. Hopefully, well, we'll go over Los Angeles and a lot of other Western teams or cities a little bit later on in the show, but let's recap real quick the XFL City Madness that we've had so far. We started with the South. Oklahoma City and Orlando won out there. 
Uh, very controversial, Jake. Some people really happy. Some people really mad about the all the cities that we've chosen so far, uh, saying stuff like uh, Oklahoma City, not a logical place to put an XFL team. Uh, and then in the north, we had Chicago and Columbus, which also got some backlash. But you're going to get that with anybody who might be upset that their city didn't get an XFL team. You understand. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? If you don't agree with us, don't just tell us that you don't agree with us. You know, tell us why, or, or give us some suggestions. Yeah, you know, where where you think a better a better city could be. And the best way to do that is on any social media. That includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at XFL Show. The website, of course, you could go directly there as well. This is the XFL Show. Dot com. We add at CFL Talk on Twitter. Ask us, what about Fargo, North Dakota, uh, when we did our Northern episode? Jake, do you have anything on Fargo, North Dakota? La- I guess not, last minute entry. Do you want to throw them in there? I'm not familiar with Fargo. I've never seen the movie. Um, so, you know, I'm probably what not. about the, the TV death, show? So. Never seen the TV show. Yeah. Well, Jake's a big oh. fan of Francis McDormand, regardless, but. As for the city for an XFL team, uh, I think we went over a South Dakota team, didn't we? South Dakota City. We we did what? Uh, Are we talking about Sioux Falls, maybe? Or, no, no, that's we did. Is that uh, South Dakota? I think we did Sturgis. Sturgis, <laughs> the biker rally, which we said should be the All Star game for the XFL. But uh, any any team in the Dakotas, I just think, is an unfair advantage. You want to have a competitive. Uh, playing level competitive playing field, putting a team in the Dakotas, they're going to win every single home game. That's kind of unfair. Yeah, and that's you know that's one of the reasons why we passed on them. And we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about a number of cities here uh, right now, and we're gonna you know we're each gonna pick two, and there's gonna be a consensus among us somehow on the show that we're that somehow we're gonna some way. Somehow, we don't, somewhere we don't we know will. how yet. But, uh, <laughs> I will say the last two weeks have been very impressive on how you've come to a concise two-city uh, list at the end of each show. I, with the back and forth that you guys have been doing, it's impressive that you can still come up with two cities that you all three of you have agreed on. Hopefully, I don't screw that up for you guys today. Well, yeah, I, you I know, think we're lucky that you know we all did it. We each didn't pick different cities. So, you know, there, there were six cities with one vote each. You know, we've, we've always had a little bit of consensus, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, am I bummed that some cities didn't get put in there? Sure. I, last weekend, for instance, I was very upset we didn't have Canton, Ohio as an XFL town. But you know what? It's all about coming to that consensus and, uh, you know, just dealing the cards you're dealt and finding out the cities that are best suited for an XFL team right now. Uh, we had someone also ask us, Jake, on Facebook, uh, what about St. Louis? I believe St. Louis will be covered in our Eastern uh episode which will come next week correct so uh if you're waiting st louis xfl fans if you're you're cramming for football we know because bryant stole your rams and now they're in los angeles uh we will get to st louis next week um but let's talk about some things going on this week in the xfl oh oh we really need to make some sort of uh sound gimmick there for, for this. This is one of my favorite parts. It's probably my favorite part of the show now, Jake, when we talk talking about, about what's going the, on. The new, the new news that the XFL. Yes, I love, I love talking about all the new, the, the big new news, the conversation at least this week about the XFL was that the conversation has died about the XFL on social media and just in general 
throughout you know the masses. Uh, people are now starting to. For, uh, this is the first week people were begging for news because once again, at XFL twenty twenty on Twitter, at XFL on uh, Facebook, nothing new, no new tweets, no new posts, nothing on the website. Although Jake, have you checked in the last twenty minutes? Is there anything new? I did not check in the last 20 minutes, but I doubt on a Friday night there's going to be any breaking news. Yes, yes. Peek behind the curtain. This show drops Sunday, recording on a Friday night, and there is no news, yes, on the social front or on the website. But great news, and I know Bryant's really excited for this because he's a big Twitter fiend, at XFL 2020 received a check mark this week. And that's huge. That, that takes a lot of work. I know some people... Uh, I've been trying to get that blue check mark for years, you know, work for renowned radio stations and just can't get it. And they got it. So it, it's big. It means they're showing seriousness and they really want to uh, make sure that their Twitter is taken seriously. And, and I don't blame them for not having any news. They're taking their time. You know, this is at half pace from what it was last time. So it's okay. Maybe no news is good news at this point. In the yeah, and, and Brian, for, for some of our uh, less tech-savvy listeners out there, the, the blue check means what? <laughs> the blue check means verified. I yes. Think, I would hope most users yes. know yes, this. It, it means verified. It means verified. It means that you are verified as a legitimate source of news about whatever brand you represent. Um Yes, Bryant's taking some veiled shots at some unnamed radio hosts, but people work really hard for that blue check mark. And uh, when you get it, it's a great feeling. So, congrats to at XFL 2020. Do you guys believe the conversation dying? Brian already said no, I guess. Uh, the conversation dying, or at least being paused, or no news being good news. Jake, what do you think about that? Are you getting antsy yet? I, I wouldn't say it's died, it's just taking a very long nap. Right, it's hibernating. It's under it's, it's under a tree somewhere, just taking a long nap, and it's going to wake up eventually. The XFL's hibernating, and we're keeping it alive here each and every single week. On this is the XFL show. Don't worry if you don't hear any news, because we're going to keep you plenty entertained and plenty informed on the history and the future of the XFL. Uh, there and rumor and innuendo. We're all about that too. And this week there was a. Uh, Apparently, someone on Twitter tweeted this. There's no verification at all, but I just think it's really silly that uh, Freddie Mitchell, former NFL wide receiver, played for the Eagles. Uh, Most famously, though, uh, appeared in Justin Timberlake's halftime show this year at the Super Bowl. Uh, Was seen in Stamford, Connecticut with Vince McMahon, possibly discussing, discussing a future in the XFL. I don't imagine what his role would be, maybe as a uh, producer of halftime shows, Brian. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Fred X would look pretty good on the back of a jersey if they went with that route again. But uh, again, this is just all speculation. I think fans and everybody are wanting to make news out of something that they're f- maybe not quite so much. They're <laughs> really know. hoping their favorite washed up players are going to be involved somehow, Jake. <laughs> now, was this in Titan Tower or does Alpha Entertainment? I don't know. This is all Twitter rumor and innuendo. It's all fun on games on Twitter. <laughs> who Who knows? Just like the speculation this week because free agency hit in the NFL, so the futures of a lot of NFL names that we re- really know uh, were either put up in the air or we got a glimpse into how much time they have left in the NFL. Do you see any free agents this week that you think might be XFL-bound come 2020? I mean, probably the big-name ones, you know, de- definitely no for them. But, you know, guys, 
guys getting cut or else, you know, guys coming up this NFL season, not making the roster, you know, I think they have a legitimate chance, but again, we're, we're so far away, you know, who knows what people that aren't signed to a team right now are going to be doing, you know, in a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But you know, yeah, you see, that's true, but you see guys who are out there, maybe not getting the attention they once did or guys who are maybe older and they, you know, they're signing a new contract, but you know, those don't last in the NFL. They could be cut next year. Uh, I see the name as of this Friday night hasn't signed and Dominican Sue, he would be perfect for the XFL. Oh my, he would be the face. An ugly face for the, one for the old face. XFL. I'm not sure about the new XFL. Why? He's a, <laughs> off the field. He's clean cut, right? He's just a bully on the field. Yeah, you know, which fit in perfect with the old XFL. I, I mean, he's he's still a name, so you know, I'm sure they'd love to have him. You know, we're gonna have to at some point, maybe you guys, because I'm just here because of the West Coast talk. But at some point, they're gonna have to discuss like what the calendar year of an XFL season is gonna look like. Because if I'm not mistaken, the free agency period in the NFL lands like right in the middle of like week six of the XFL. So you're talking about like a whole slew of players that are all of a sudden available that the XFL teams are going to try to soup up for that playoff push. I, In the middle of the NFL league. You're, oh, yes. Yeah, so you think there could be, potentially, you're right, there could potentially be uh, an, an overhaul of rosters just before the playoffs. You get you know guys who got cut from their teams. Maybe guys who, well, I wonder if guys are free agents like that, maybe they could play in the XFL and they go right back to the NFL the next year. They don't sign free agent tenders during this period, possibly. That's very possible they could do that, and then they just sign up for training camp in the NFL. I'm also wondering what if the NFL pushed the free agent market back, so they were, you know, they were stopping potential players jumping to a rival league. Well, you, yeah, I, don't, you also I don't think the NFL's that, worried yet. Yeah, you also assume that XFL is going to honor NFL contracts. I mean, that's not something that uh, the XFL seems too worried about. Uh, you don't have to honor another company's contract. That's up to the player. But we can talk about that some other time, I'm sure. Definitely. Great idea. You're you're already proving your worth, Brian, that you, we might have you back with bringing up great ideas like that. But that's not what this show's all about this week. This week it is all about XFL City Madness, and it's time to get into the western region of our, I guess, brackets. We have some brackets up on the website. XFL West. Now, we have Brian in because... Well, he watched the initial XFL from the West Coast going up and down, seeing the Demons, the Outlaws, the Extreme, and we'll see if those great brands come back because those were really th- – I would say that those three and the Orlando Rage were the three most recognizable logos of the initial XFL. Wouldn't you, Brian? Uh, yeah, you know, you had the Hitman that kind of felt a little short of... of I, I I was a personal fan of the Memphis Maniacs logo. That thing looked pretty insane. But but I would say, yeah, the LA, uh, San Francisco, uh, Vegas, and Orlando were probably your top four in whatever order you wanted to put them in. And we'll see if we should bring those uh, iconic, iconic logos and franchises back. Let's go through some Western towns, shall we, Jake? Bryant, let's start with San Antonio, Texas, home of the Alamo, Jake. Yeah, you, you got to remember it. And, you know, San Antonio, big time, one point, almost 1.5 million people, according to a 2016 census report. And I, I think what you got to remember about San Antonio is great fans. You know, it doesn't matter what sporting event, you're always going to get great fans there. 
You are. That's true. The San Antonio fan, NBA, uh, college football, pro wrestling, uh, even pro football. They did have a Canadian football team once upon a time. Col- a college basketball Final Four there, uh, you know, this year. That is a place rabid for, for sports, for athletics. It is Texas. That's a great city. But where would they play? They would probably play in the Alamo Dome, you'd think. 64,000-seat, multi-purpose, iconic, iconic indoor facility. It's old, pretty damn old, but I think it still would be fine for an XFL team. It's old in relation to the other stadiums we've talked about, Jake. We've been talking about a lot of newer facilities like MLS-style facilities. This would be a very big one for XFL standards. Uh, it, it was you know, broke ground in 1990, so it is old, but... I guess not that old, and I think just fine for an XFL franchise. And we've already heard rumblings about the Raiders before they chose Vegas. They were flirting with San Antonio. Yeah, and I don't think they're – San Antonio, they don't have an MLS club, do they? Uh, no, they don't. Might. No, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, some cities that have one. You know, they have a, a good capacity for it already. But, yeah, the, the Alamo Dome's a big place. Like I said, San Antonio, it, it, it's a good sports city. It's a good a – good, sports fans city. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I need to hear more before, you know, I need to hear more before I really put them in the running. I think. Uh, well, Brian, what do you have on, on San Antonio? Well, if I remember correctly, back in 2005, I think was hurricane Katrina, right? Didn't the saints play in San Antonio the following season while the repairs were happening at the uh, Superdome. So, and uh, the support there was huge. I think there was a lot of hope that the, that the Saints would leave New Orleans for some reason and, and go to San Antonio if they had to. So San Antonio is a good spot. I, did they? I'm host- pretty sure they played in San. I'm pretty sure they played in San Antonio at least once, if not a few times. I don't, uh, I don't know that about season. that. We're fact checking you. You are the new guy. Okay, <laughs> fact check me on that one. Maybe I'm wrong. I really thought that's where they played for a while. Um, if not, then uh, sorry. But the Alamo Dome is also a very um, malleable stadium. It's, it's, it's hosted basketball games in a small capacity. I believe the Spurs played there for a few years before their AT&T Stadium was played was a created or AT&T Arena. Uh, it is a little aged. The seats are a little small. It's a little snug in there, and it smells a little bit. I've been there recently, actually. Um, but San Antonio, right, there's a lot of good people that live in San Antonio. There is a lot of good people that live in San Antonio and, uh, it's, it's, it's a good stadium. I I would put them towards the top of my list to be honest with you. Yeah. So in 2005, the saints had games in tiger stadium. They played three home games at the Alamo dome and one at giant stadium. So thank you. Well, well done that. So it's this play that building's held some big events. Man, I don't remember the Saints playing in the Alamo Dome, man. It's old, but it's spry. You know what I mean? Like, it's an older stadium, but it's doing everything. It's it's hosting tons of events all the time. You know, yeah, and really not – I mean, really old because we're always used to brand-new stadiums all throughout every league nowadays. But stadiums used to last about about longer than this. I mean, what, this is now uh, not even a 30-year-old building. It will be by then. Yeah, by then it would be – a. yeah, you're right, it would be – just before its 30th birthday of breaking ground. So I like San Antonio for an XFL city. I'd say that's one of the top places. You know the support's there. You know it's a, it's Texas. It's football. They're going to love it. I'm saying a yes right off the bat. I love I love 
San Antonio for an XFL town. You think they can fill up the Alamo Dome consistently, though? No. See, this would be one of your stadiums that probably has empty seats, but the fact that it's in Texas, it's a big market, uh, this is this is a, a town I think you want to be in. Yeah. I mean, we don't know the uh, the, the attendance by uh, by section, by ring of the stadium. I would assume they can fit that lower bowl. They could probably pack that lower bowl pretty tight. Uh, maybe not the, the rafters, but the, that lower bowl, I think they can pack probably 30,000 people, maybe even in there in Texas, especially. And when the Saints played there, the Saints pretty much packed it to the gills, uh, 58 to 65,000, all three of those games. Uh, and that, that was actually, that was, you know, NFL football, but I, I don't see how you could discount San Antonio just because the stadium's a little bit bigger, just because it got a little bit extra seating in, in, inside that big, that big barn, Jake, don't discount the Alamo dome. And um, plus San Antonio, I mean, they talked about the Raiders coming to town. They've probably had notions about new stadiums in the near future too. Yeah. Let's hear who else we have on the list before we decide. Oh, Jake's always, always reserving, always reserving his, his picks. I'll go right out and tell you, Brian, you'll find out. I'll tell you if I like a town right away, uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, there's no shortage of places to put an XFL team in the home of the original XFL champions. Brian, uh, Jake, Jake, can you tell us? Uh, just some facts about Los Angeles. Bryant lives there, but just like anybody from L.A., he probably doesn't know anything about his actual city. <laughs> of course, the, the city of Angels, uh, you got a population of almost 4 million people. What I'm guessing they would be like, what, maybe the, the number two market in the country behind, behind only uh, only New York City is just, just my guess. Yes. Uh, and surprisingly, they have places for a potential team to play so many places so many places so many people so much traffic so much to do but why not you know like we talked about last week if you're going to make a league you so you know once upon a time you had to have teams in la new york and chicago if you're if you subscribe to that notion then la most certainly should put a team in one of these buildings first one we'll talk about bryant the stadium that housed the champions, the L.A. Coliseum, soon to be rechristened as the United Airlines Memorial Coliseum, where they will not have overhead compartments for your dog. <laughs> no, no overhead. Wow, that's whew. Uh, no overhead compartments, but uh, they are going through a complete renovation right now. USC has forked over the cash in partnership with some um, city council members and things like that. They are reducing the uh, the the stadium attendance from about ninety eight thousand I think it is to just over seventy thousand. Uh, they're making more space. They were digging it up. Hopefully, it's in time, ready for the upcoming college and NFL seasons. But uh, it, it's it's actually going through a complete overhaul. They're making this thing look nice. You know, I was there a few times. Um, not the best place to watch football in terms of comfort, but definitely. Uh, the ambiance of, of of a football game at the Coliseum is great. I like it for yeah. a championship game, but I don't know if I want a team playing five games there a year. It's uh, very hard to fill. It's in a very, very, um, how should I say it, uh, different kind of area, the kind of area that uh, you might want to keep your windows rolled up in. You know, USC, f- straight up, Jake, it's in the ghetto. So – 
USC has giant walls around the campus. So in, inside the campus, it's beautiful. But outside, uh, you know, you, you see some you see some shady characters walking around. But this is L.A. And those are also the kind of people who will buy tickets to go see XFL football. They did on the, uh, on the initial run, which leads me to a very important point, Brian. They need Cholo fans. You need a good, solid Cholo fan base if you're going to be in the West Coast, dog. Yeah, and they don't have to be good. You know what I mean? Like, the team doesn't have to be good as long as they can get backed by Cholo. They'll, they'll keep showing up. They'll, they'll show right. up as if they were the best team in the world. And you, as long you as concentrate them into one team, that's probably yes. the best part. As long as Little Joker and Baby Joker and, and all the Joker family can get, you know, get lit in the parking lot and bring their, you know, bring their flasks inside to the stadium somehow, uh, they're going to have a good time. Is USC going to be playing at the Coliseum while it's being renovated? Uh, I believe so. So the, the the plan is to renovate, I believe, the entire. I forget if it's the north or south side of the stadium. It's the side that doesn't have the the flame, um, and have that ready by the beginning of this season. And I think they're renovating the other half next season, and then I think they're doing one final touch up the following season. So I think by twenty twenty one, the stadium will be completely renovated. And it's going to be completely USC uh, eventually when the Rams are going to move into their own place, right? So the the, the Coliseum is going to be renovated for college football and maybe an XFL team. There's also the StubHub Center. Jake, we've talked about MLS Barnes. That holds about 30,000 people, home of the LA Galaxy. That's kind of outside of LA, though, in Carson, California. So, you know, just down the 405, um, that's where the Chargers are playing right now. Yeah, that was going to be my my question to you. So, you know, how far out of town is that? Um, so so it sounds like it's a bit. Probably not as bad as, like, say, where the 49ers play or something like that. No, it's not like that. But everything in L.A. is 20 minutes. But then with traffic, everything's like an hour and a half. So it doesn't really matter. Um, StubHub Center, I think, is kind of perfect for an XFL team. The only thing is certain people, I think, in L.A. are not going to go out there to watch a game like I don't think you know maybe some of your your well frankly the wealthier fans are going to drive into Carson Brian am I wrong about that uh, you're having problems with them driving to Carson to see the Chargers I mean that part of that is because LA never wanted the Chargers but uh yeah that the Chargers are struggling to fill the stadium with hometown fans it's all out of town fans you know it, I believe it was said when the Eagles were in town that the Eagles were about 70% of that stadium uh, when they played the Chargers at the StubHub Center. So uh, I've never been to the StubHub Center. I know where it's located. I drive by it often. But I'm uh, I'm not a fan of actual football game there. Um, yeah, it's too far out of the town, out of city. Yeah, if you, nope. you're talking about your upper middle class people, people living in the valley, people living in Calabasas, people living on the outskirts, Simi Valley, all the way to Awesome Town outside of Los Angeles, those people – uh, who have a little bit of spending cash and like football don't want to make that drive, whereas the people who are living, you know, closer to that part of town can get there a little bit easier r- along the 405. That then they'll do that. So you're kind of isolating the amount of people in LA you want you have at your games by putting them at the StubHub Center. Uh, hence the Chargers issues. But then there's a new stadium, a brand new stadium, and it opens this year. The Bank of California Soccer Stadium, Jake. It's going to be glorious. LAFC, as if LA, did LA need, I guess LA needed another MLS team, and they got it. And this proves proves to you, Jake, that there's two LAs. 
It's a lot like New York City. You've got boroughs. In Los Angeles, you've got different pockets, different areas, and more of the suburbanites and more of the city folk are going to go to Bank of California Stadium. So maybe this is the prime time place to put an XFL uh, team, 22,000 capacity. Yeah, I really think just the fact that, you know, L.A. is an iconic city, uh, you know, you got the people to support a team if you get it there. And, and there's a lot of sports teams there already or, you know, even in the in the whole state of California. But, you know, even the more specifically L.A. So I, I think, you know, I think they should get a team. I, I think they will get a team. And, you know, obviously this stadium sounds better, you know, it. It's better to turn people away than have 35,000 empties. Exactly. Well said. That's I, I would say this is the place to put them. Uh, Brian, what could he tell us about this new stadium, though? What's the plan for it? I know it's located in Exposition Park, and it's probably going to be involved with the Olympics when they come to L.A. in 10 years, right? Uh, yeah, it's a brand-new stadium. It's in the grounds of the old sports arena that was right outside of USC as well. Um, you know, a huge – uh, foot traffic now that you have the the Rams down there. It's also right next to the huge science center that they have down there. So tons of people just walking around all weekend long. Might want to just walk in for a football game at some point during the day if they can. Uh, that's probably why they put it there. It's it's a brand new stadium. It has that future, you know, esque looking, you know, that European looking soccer stadium feel to it. It's obviously a little smaller, but it's looking like a really nice place. And it's and it's centrally located to where. It, it does house all types of fans, as you brought up earlier, where StubHub Center does not. I think LA's a, there's so much, so much for the XFL in LA. I don't know how you don't consider it. Plus, your champions are there. Uh, am I showing bias by saying I'm voting yes? Probably, but I do. There's so many places there. There could be a team. I don't see how the XFL's not in Los Angeles, but we'll move on. Real quick, it's not on our list, you guys, but I'm going to bring it up because uh, I've, I've just realized. What about Anaheim, Bryant, real quick? Are, are we done with putting teams in Anaheim near Disneyland? Is it? Are we done with this, please? Are the Ducks going to move? We already got rid of the Rams out of there. We got to get the Angels out of there. Why are teams in Anaheim? Well, Anaheim doesn't want to be in Anaheim, right? So you have like the Angels who are saying, we're the L.A. Uh, Anaheim Angels. And that's <laughs> happened a few years ago. San and the Sacramento Kings were destined to move. And then they realized that Anaheim was their only landing spot. And they built the dan- brand new stadium out in Sacramento. So, no, Anaheim is not a possibility. Uh, the Angels are looking for a new place to put a stadium so that they can get the hell out of there. Uh, the Ducks might be the only thing that survives there. And that's because I think uh, they don't have to pay rent at the Ponda Center. Let's go down to south to San Diego, California. And we have Jack Murphy Stadium, really the only building still there. That Lots of issues with that town wanting to build a stadium. We've heard that they would be interested in an MLS stadium, but they didn't want to succumb and do what the NFL wanted and have all their taxpayers pay for a giant, giant war memorial-type stadium. So right now just this old, old stadium in San Diego stands, Jake. It holds about 70,000. It's pretty iconic. It's been around for, for a good while, since the 60s. Uh, San Diego, though, the population, is it big enough uh, with L.A. so close to put a, an XFL team there? The NFL left for a reason, you know. Well, well is this stadium where the Chargers played? Yes. Okay. Formerly known as Jack Murphy. Formerly known as Qualcomm. Currently known as San Diego County Credit Union Stadium. 
Well, I mean, you got 1.4 million people there. And I think these people, you know, they're yearning for football and, and for a football team. You know, it definitely seems like there's a bad taste in people their mouth. in San Diego don't really yearn, though. I don't think they're yearning. They're very laid back, aren't I, they? I, Am I wrong, Brian? I heard there's a lot of sailboats in that town, so you're right. There's probably not, you know, probably not a very, not much sense of urgency. I mean, you know, the the Chargers didn't leave because of a lack of of fans. You know, that wasn't the problem. No, the problem no. was the stadium. So this is probably the one city that we're going to go over in this entire West Coast, and when you guys go over the East Coast, this is the one city that's going to fall victim to not having a place for the XFL to play. Because the fans would love it, I guarantee you. If there was an XFL uh, team there, the stadium it would be packed. Whether it be thirty to forty thousand, they they would pack it because they love their football. They're very passionate there. I do but think, I think the, the problem is there's no stadium. I, I do think the fans would like it, but would the XFL be willing to set up shop there? Not with the stadiums that are present. That's that's kind of where I'm going. Is that there's just nowhere for them to play. San Diego would be at the top of my list if there was somewhere for them to play, and right now there just isn't. I mean, if you look at Qualcomm Stadium, which is what I know it as, when you drive by it, it's like in the middle of a mountain next to a bunch of trees off a freeway. It's nowhere where you can actually do anything, and you would have to drive there, and 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 it's not a, a nice place, fun place to go to. Yeah, it's not. It's not like today's stadiums that are all being built in the metropolitan areas, right? You're trying to get everything close to, like you said, uh, talking about the new LA uh, Bank of California Stadium. Walking distance to other other amenities, other attractions. That that is an old school, you know, just in the middle of a big ass parking lot kind of stadium, away from everything. And also, it's San Diego, man. I I know that they'll probably support an XFL team, but do you need to put one there if you have? It's California, you have L.A., you have the other cities we're going to talk about up up north. I. I don't like their chances. Like Brian said, I'm with you. No place to put them unless, you know, XFL is not going to want to play in some place like that. You're, I know their standards might be lower or might be different, but I know that this is not the kind of stadium an X, the XFL is going to want to put a team in. Not like the first run where they were just looking for any old barn. Yeah, I, I think it's agreed. Uh, San Diego is probably not the place to put a new sports team. Major bummer. Sorry, brah. Sorry. Let's go down to Tacoma, Washington. I guess we're going up to Tacoma, uh, Washington, and Seattle, Washington, and the whole and the whole Washington area. Uh, most of these teams, I'm I'm sure, would probably be considered for Seattle area, but we see a big contingent in Tacoma on social media pining for a team to be played there, just south of Seattle. The only stadium I was able to find for Tacoma. Uh, it was called it's called the Stadium Bowl, and it's a fifteen thousand seat stadium uh, that hosts two high school football teams. But it's gorgeous. It's outside of this high school that looks like a castle, and it's overlooking the Puget Sound. It, could you put a team in a high school stadium? It's fifteen thousand people. I, I don't know that. That seems a little low. I mean, I mean, you you got to think the state of Washington. You know, <laughs> at, at least years ago it was built. <laughs> How many yeah. years ago? 108. <laughs> With renovations. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to bring Tacoma to the XFL. They've been really cool on, on Twitter, but I don't know much about Tacoma, Washington. I know Seattle's not far, but Tacoma, maybe they'd build a stadium, Jake. Oh, I mean, if they build a stadium, they better be halfway done with it already. Um, you know, 
come 2020. I, I don't know if that's really the only place to play. 15,000 sounds like a low number. I said it's better to turn people away, but th that almost seems too low to put a, to put a, a team there. And they do have Cheney Stadium as well, but that's a minor league baseball stadium that only holds 6,500 people. So, uh, Tacoma, shout out to all you people on uh, Twitter who have been saying bring the XFL Tacoma, but your best bet's probably in Seattle, right? Where you have CenturyLink Field, Bryant. I mean, that's the home of the Seattle Seahawks and, of course, uh, you Seattle Sounders Football Club in MLS. Uh, could you put a team in this giant stadium? It is uh, 69,000, which is nice, but maybe too big. Is that where the Sounders play as well? They play at the. Um, oh yeah, the and they pack. The and see, the MLS packs that place too, which is incredible. I mean, everybody shows up for the games against Portland, but for the XFL, I don't know. I feel like Seattle has kind of ingra the Seahawks have kind of ingrained themselves now with a winning culture, even though they're about to go back into the gutter. It feels like. Uh, I don't know if the XFL would get the support uh, this, well, that the Seahawks see. Well, you know what you, you bring up a good point, and if, I don't know when Vince McMahon's going to decide to to announce the cities that are actually going to be hosting XFL teams. But if this year proves to be a slump for the Seattle Seahawks, then maybe he analyzes how the fans react to a losing team, and and that's kind of what you have to equate this to: is the best XFL team is probably going to draw as much as the worst, or towards the worst of the NFL team. So if your teams are supported as they lose in your current cities, then you have a good shot of getting a winning team or a good team in your city uh, for the XFL. So it might be a good test for them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, we don't know if the, if the Seahawks, they, they, you know, they weren't great last year, but they're not uh, one of the worst teams in the league right now, but things aren't looking good there, but Seattle has everything going for it. They have baseball, they have MLS, they have football. They're probably going to get NHL, and maybe the return of the Seattle Supersonics. So it could be a little crowded up there in Washington for an XFL team. You also have Safeco Field, Jake, which houses the Mariners, which probably wouldn't work. You can't have an MLB team and an XFL team playing in the same place at the same time. Great place, though. Especially during the season. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, they have had football there for bowl games and whatnot, 30000 for football. I think that'd be a perfect place, but it just feels like it would conflict with the Mariners. And then there is Husky Stadium, uh, which is a beautiful for college football, holds so many people, uh, but and it's right there. Oh my God, it, it's gorgeous. But I don't, I don't know about. We talked about college stadiums, Jake. What, it, what are your feelings a week later? Because last week I think we were kind of all kind of cold on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, you know the XFL and, and college stadiums are necessarily going to mix. Uh, what, what do you think about college stadiums hosting XFL teams, Brian? Well, most of those big college stadiums you're talking about um, the Horseshoe in in Columbus or um, you know the Big House in Michigan. Those are those are so packed and so you know passionate, but they're also right next to the to the to the campuses, which makes them, um, you know, more of a they're filled is basically because you have all the students there, then you have the alumni coming in and all that. When you throw in a team that has no relation to any of those uh, colleges, then maybe the stadium doesn't get filled as quickly. the 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 ambiance isn't there as well. So I'm I'm not a huge fan of college stadiums unless college teams are playing in 
professional seeds. Then, uh, then I'll think about it. Maybe a, a good college stadium should have a you know a large campground nearby, something like that to, to house the fans. <laughs> Come camp the the, the Washington <laughs> campers. Come watch the Washington campers camp out all weekend long. Enjoy some XFL football. Uh, It's the loudest stadium, Husky Stadium, in all of college football. That's its gimmick. Uh, Beautiful setting. Uh, Maybe just, yeah, I don't know. Not college college stadiums. There's places to put a team in Seattle, but I'm a no on that city because it's just – they already ran – you know why? Because of the history. They've run a team out of town. How do you how you get, lose the Seattle SuperSonics? I will never know. And also, they never really supported C, the Seahawks until they won. So, it's a no for me. Well, uh, mo- moving on, you brought up the Timbers before. Well, let's go to Portland, Oregon, right now. About six hundred forty thousand there. And uh, what does that Timbers stadium hold? The Timbers uh, Providence Park they play in. Uh, it is expandable to about 22,000. So it is a, a legit, that's a, that's, true that's MLS a stadium. It is a, a true a, MLS stadium. It is packed for uh, MLS soccer. But once again, we're talking about Portland now. This is this is hipster capital USA, or one of one of the big hipster capitals. You talk Brooklyn, you talk Portland and Austin, Texas. Uh, Portlandia, they love soccer, and that's great. I love the culture in Portland, but is it – is it uh, the kind of culture that would accept professional football, Brian? I think so. You, I mean, you look at the Oregon Ducks, who a couple of years ago had this huge run with Chip Kelly, and and they 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 rejuvenated the entire state. You know, I think that was down in Eugene. I don't know the relation between Eugene and Portland, how far that is, but everybody became a fan of football. And bringing in a professional team, whether it be the XFL or any other professional team, I think would would bring a lot of enthusiasm to that city. The city would be behind it. They love their trailblazers. They love their timbers. Uh, you, you mentioned how Seattle uh, fills that stadium, especially when they play the timbers. I guarantee you 40% of that is probably because of the timbers and the fans that are making the truck up there. So Portland's on the top of my list. And something that we haven't and you guys haven't discussed and why uh, Portland might be enticing is their tax bracket, their tax. They don't have state tax there. So if you put a team there, players are going to want to play for Portland because they're going to make more money there than they would in other states of the country. So Portland's actually very high uh, on my list of, of uh, cities for the XFL. And also because the you know the league is it's for these franchises are owned by the league. The league is making money on the Portland franchise if there's one there too. So that's a good point. Looking at the, you know the tax situation for all these cities is also something to consider, which is uh, you know why LA might be rough. New York could be rough, but Portland seems pretty uh, pretty sweet, I think, for and ripe for a professional football team. Uh, there's even rumblings that an MLB team could be there sooner or later. Uh, if the MLB chooses to expand, they'll look at Portland right away, uh, a growing city and a city that really shows its love to its pro teams. Yeah, I, I think Portland has a chance. Ah, they definitely do. I, I I, if I'm a, as a fan, I probably would rather go to San Antonio for a game, but it feels like Portland is kind of a, a home run to put a team. So I'm saying yes on Portland and probably scooting San Antonio out of there. Yeah, I don't think uh, the new XFL is going to be a hipster league per se. You don't it's think it'll not. be hipster football? 
It's not going to be an outlaw league like it was before, but I don't think it's going to be a hipster league either. I, well, we talked about alter, being a, a town that likes alternative uh, sports, so your town needs to really enjoy the MLS, hockey, maybe MMA. If they like any of those sports, they might. They're probably going to like the XFL. So you don't think the X, unless I'm wrong, Brian, but don't you think fans in Portland because they like those sports would like the XFL? Yeah, I mean, unless the XFL becomes the you know alternative league and does like a two hand touch football instead of tackle football, something like that, then no. But Portland uh, definitely likes their combat sports. They definitely like their team sports, and and they like to cheer for things. You know, that's that's just what they like to do. There's not much to do up there, so you throw a game on a weekend, and they're all going to build their 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 weekends around that. I know you. Last, I won't. I don't want to bring up too much of what last week, but you guys brought up Seattle. I mean, I'm sorry, Cincinnati. I was in Cincinnati during a couple of Reds games a few years back. That city shuts down. They're so passionate, and that's what I feel Portland would do. They would shut down, somewhat like kind of like Green Bay, where they shut down when that team is playing, and, and they all support the same team. Rose City, till I die, they're going to be expanding uh, this area as well pretty soon, putting millions of dollars into it. So I, I like their chances at Providence Park or elsewhere if there is another place uh, that pops up that we uh, find for – Portland, if they build a new joint or what, but this seems like a place that will be get, acquiring more and more professional sports teams. So why not the XFL? But let's look at a team, a place that had a team, Las Vegas, the Outlaws, played in Sam Boyd Stadium. Jake, there's going to be a new Las Vegas Stadium that will house the Raiders, UNLV, and it's going to be uh, opening up. Uh, we hope by 2020, but we'll see. It's not a. It's not officially set the date that this thing will start, but it's planned for 2020. What about? What do you think about Vegas, Jake? I like their chances just because they had a team there before. Uh, you also got to think about all the tourists in the area. You know that may be their only chance. Yes, yes, my chance at a tourist to, team. To see, yeah, to see an XFL. Uh, you know, to see an XFL team play. I mean, look at the Knights there. Granted, they're you know doing exceptional uh, for an expansion team, so I, I'm sure they're doing a lot better attendance-wise because they're winning. But I like Vegas for this. I it, it's I like a special it. attraction. You know, you go see the, the dancing girls at the Tropicana. Uh, you know, you swim with the dolphins at Caesars, and you go see an XFL. When was the last time you were in Las Vegas, Jake? Jake, were you back? You were back in Vegas in 1956. What the hell were you doing? The circus, circus just opened up, and everybody's having a great time. You could, you know, great. You could smoke cigarettes everywhere. They didn't have yes. the, the the funny laws like they do today. Well, you could still pretty much smoke everywhere, right? In anywhere, Vegas, yeah. But yeah, the Golden Knights the, uh, are doing well because they're right in the middle of the Strip. This and they're winning. And they're winning. This is going to be outside now, Jake. So you have to pay attention to that. You have to pay attention that they'd be sharing the building, which will be you know a big-ass NFL stadium with the Raiders. So that's kind of a, a, a negative. But it's all business is always uh, – it's always smart to do business in Vegas. I'm all about having an, a, a tourist-type team, the, the Las Vegas out-of-towners. I say get rid of outlaws. You call them the out-of-towners, Bryant. Do you think Vegas gets another team in the XFL? Uh, I am putting Vegas on my reserve list list for expansion. I think I don't think the stadium is actually going to be ready by then. If you don't you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it's going to be ready by 2020. So they're not really going to have a place to play. Um, I've been to a Golden Knights hockey game 
already this season. Electric, probably the loudest I've ever heard a stadium in my life. Uh, and I've been to quite some events in, in my in my past. So uh, do I say that Vegas will get a team right away? No. And, but they do fall under that no state tax that I brought up earlier with yes. Portland. Um, huge tourists. If you're going to go see a team, and, and this is also key on whether or not games are going to be on Saturdays or Sundays. Now, I don't remember if Vince McMahon specified when those games are actually going to be played, but no one's going to want to go to Vegas if the games are on Sundays because they don't want to make that drive back from Salt Lake City or L.A. or wherever, San Diego, on a Sunday night after a football game. That drive is treacherous. I've done it before. It's no fun. If the games are on Saturdays, Vegas could be a very huge spot. But I'm putting it on the list for expansion right now, not actually uh, on the first eight, I guess you could call it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I like that. The original eight, probably not because it's you need you have that new stadium. It's not going to be broken in. Um, the drive to Vegas is great. The drive back home from Vegas always sucks, especially if you're going back to L.A. or really anywhere. Um, well, I guess unless you win. If you win, it's not too bad. It's still pretty brutal, though, because you want to get back home and count your money. But Vegas, initially, I'm voting no to Bryant because with the Raiders coming into town, they're going to get all the hype initially, too. So they really – it's all. I think it's all about the silver and black really uh, kind of – uh, for lack of a better phrase, cock blocking the XFL uh, just in this time frame. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and Raiders, the Raiders are going to want this territory for themselves, at least for the foreseeable future. They they are the ones who are going to say they went here first. They 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 explored Las Vegas and gave football a chance there, even though the XFL was back was there back in two thousand one. They so. did it first. Yep. <laughs> so but, uh, the Raiders are going to mark their territory and just. They don't want – I mean, really, is it going to be competition if the seasons aren't going to overlap? No, it's going to be competition just for attention, I think, just for, you know, branding, getting, you know, people buying merchandise, season yeah. tickets, uh, committing to brands. More people are likely to commit to the Oakland Raiders or to the Las Vegas Raiders than a brand-new XFL team. People might be skeptical will even be around for more than a year, you know? You know yeah, it's totally yeah, and walking around. And walking around right now, the strip, you go into these little shops to, to grab a $5 beer or something like that, you'll see Golden Knight t-shirts just lined up on all the racks. It's no more like Viva Las Vegas t-shirts. It's Golden Knight t-shirts. So that, that space is is a huge commodity. And if it's taken by the Raiders, you might have some turf wars if you're trying to get a Vegas team in there as well. Uh, great town for uh, Cholo fans because you know I like my Cholos. Bryant, will we get some Cholos in Vegas? Maybe that'll sway me. Not where it is. I, I I did drive by the location of that stadium. It's right behind the Mandalay Bay. Uh, you're gonna have to go more north if you wanted to hit the Cholo Town, kind of up there towards a uh, Circus Circus in the stratosphere. Whatever. Well, I know I'll, where I could get my Cholos in the XFL. Uh, if we go up to Oakland when the Raiders leave, we have Alameda County Coliseum, the place nobody wants to play in. Uh, but for some reason, the A's and the Raiders are still in there. Uh, it's been around. Forever in a hundred years, uh, it is in a terrible part of town. It's a terrible. It's stadium. in Oakland. It's in Oakland. It's, oh, there are nice parts of Oakland, but you can't put a stadium in any of them. And I guess that's for good reason. Uh, yeah, this is like in the middle of a war zone, uh, Oco Coliseum. Uh, but could it be good for XFL football? I guess if fans in Oakland are willing to forget about the Raiders right away, uh, it could work. <laughs> Forget about the Raiders. 
Yeah. Do you think they will? Do you think they're going to stop cheering for the Raiders? <laughs> no way. This is not. They're not stopping. They didn't stop cheering for them back in whatever year it was that they went to LA and then they came back and people in LA didn't stop cheering for the Raiders when they left and all this. The Raider fans oh. are Raider fans. They're not going to be anything else ever. Also, they're the greatest also, fans in the world. Also, fans in Oakland are kind of like you know that lover that you know is not gonna. It's all they're always gonna say. You'll be back. You're gonna be back, and then you always do. They they always get the get the guy or the girl back. You know, but then they break up again for a little bit. So uh, I'm sure they'll be saying the Raiders will be back again. Whether it's 20, 30, 40 years, we'll be waiting. We don't want no stinking XFL. Um, Just a quick ten to fifteen stretch. He'll be back. It's all good. Uh, and also, don't forget, it's now called Ricky Henderson Field. Uh, that's what the A's christened it in uh, in 2017. So the A's play there. Will Oakland ever get a new stadium? We don't know. Uh, but the Bay Area in general, what what do you think, Jake? Do you think the Bay Area gets another San Francisco Demons team? Uh, well, uh, to be honest, you guys aren't selling it very well. You know, you're you're <laughs> a lot more uh, you know you're a lot more versed in the community. Than I will ever, I ever will be. I mean, you know, I, I know a big Raiders fan, and you know, he's he's not letting go yet. So I'm I'm thinking you might be right if somebody else tries to, you know, if if somebody else tries to step into town and you know be the big hot stuff, they might just be shunned because they're the new guy. So I mean, Jake, I, I, we've I, spent I, some time in the Bay Area. I mean, you you know the Bay Area. We we've spent, we're San Jose, Oakland, uh, San Francisco. We were in all parts of the Bay Area. Yeah, what uh, about San Jose area? What, yeah, what, what would you call them, like, like the San Francisco computer programmers or, you know. <laughs> the Silicon Valleyers, maybe you can call yeah. them. Yeah. Like what, we should call them Silicon Valley microchips. <laughs> there you go. The isotopes. You could, you could put them in San Jose. You think you I mean, put them, what, 45 minutes down south? Would that work, Brian, if you put them in? Either the MLS stadium or in that big stadium they built, Levi Stadium, that the 49ers can't draw a diamond. It has an amusement yes. park by it. You think that would help, but. <laughs> uh, Santa Clara, California. Beautiful stadium. Very state of the art. Uh, you know, very uh, different than any other stadium I've ever great been ice to. Yeah, things... <laughs> great ice cream. Great ice cream, yes. Uh, so people go back for seconds and thirds, I've heard. Um but you know what I do love about the Santa Clara Stadium, the Levi Stadium, is the the entrance. You're you're parked right there. You walk right it's, across this like little bridge. They, right have, the they have a they have a moat. <laughs> yes, they have a moat around the stadium. Let's keep all the Oakland people out. Is what it is. But that's, but that's <laughs> a conversation for a different story. Uh, San Jose is very passionate about their sports. They love their Sharks. The Sharks brought their minor league team up there. The Barracudas. They sell out almost every single night that they're out there, and they're minor league hockey in San Jose. Uh, and the San Jose Earthquakes do well every single year as well. Uh, if we're talking San Jose, I might put them more closer to the top of my list, but not Oakland. Yeah, definitely not Oakland. So, and that, and you know, people in Oakland, they're not going to. If it's not in Oakland, it's not. It's not. It's if it's not, not Raiders, football. it's not. Oakland. And if it's not Raiders, you know, it, you could call it the San Francisco 49ers, San Francisco Demons, and they could play in Santa Clara. But Oakland fans are a little bit more passionate, a little bit stricter with uh, where you're putting their team. So if there's going to be a team in the Bay Area, it has to be Santa Clara, San Jose area, you'd think. Um, but I'm, I'm voting no on the Bay Area, even though it's gigantic. I'm sure I'm sure XFL will consider. But I feel like it'll only be one California team uh, this time around. We'll, 
We'll see, though. It is, of course, the what third largest economy or some sixth largest economy in the entire world, just as a state. But uh, let's go to our final city here, and it's Houston, Texas. They have a couple of uh, stadiums. Unfortunately, not one, none of them are the uh, at the Astrodome, Jake. But Houston, Texas, which just fought through some adversity with uh, Hurricane Harvey, uh, is a is a sports town like no other. They this place is rocking when teams are winning, and and a lot of their teams are winning right now. Rockets and Astros uh, are looking great. Uh, MLS looking great. What 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 do you got on Houston? Well, I, I mean, you know, a lot of people in this time, two, about 2.3 million. And you also got to remember, you know, they had an NFL team and then they lost them, and then they got the team back. So, you know, you're right. They got, they got a lot of big teams there. Uh, they got some winners, you know, as we see from this past year, you, you got the Houston Dynamo as well down there. And we're always talking about how MS, MLS stadium seems like they would be the perfect fit for Houston. So, um, I, I think I like Houston's chance right now. Uh, I don't think we put – I mean, how can you have uh, a league that plays football and you don't have the great state of Texas represented? Yeah, there definitely is going to be – there's definitely going to be a team in Texas this time, I think. There, there, there just has to be. It's football. Have to have it. Houston, would you, would you say they have a better shot than San Antonio, Jake? Uh, I, I think so. I think of, you know, if, if you just tell me Houston, I think of, you know, sports more than I think they're a bigger sports time than San Antonio. The, the San Antonio fans still probably have them beat. Though. I mean, if you're talking about eyes on uh, on the sport during that time of year, right, because we're, we're talking about the spring. Uh, Houston's coming off one of the best, the best season in their baseball history by winning the World Series. We won't mention the team that they beat, but. They, that was the Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers. <laughs> um, but San Antonio has nothing going on during the spring. I mean, you have the tail end of the San Antonio Spurs, which well, I believe. The Spurs. Are, but the Spurs are starting to tail off. They're they're not even. It doesn't even what look like mean, they're making ten, playoffs this year. Well, that's they're now. But I mean, ge- generally, the Spurs are going into the are going into the playoffs at this time, and then it's Spurs mania in San Antonio at this time of year. Pretty much every year. Come on. They've, it's it's they've not going to be anymore. every year since 1999. So because the okay. Spurs are not going to be good anymore, <laughs> they need something to cheer for. It's what it is. <laughs> They're so spoiled. They need something to cheer for. That's right. actually going to be winning or at least try to win. All so right. I, Houston's a great town, but I, I'm not putting it at the top of my list uh, mainly because they stole the, uh, the expansion franchise from LA back in 2002. It sounds like you're, you're really upset about at Houston about that, about world series. I don't know if we could take your Dodgers. opinion on this. Uh, you know, without knowing your bias, BBVA Compass Stadium, Jake, it's the MLS stadium. Uh, it is a 22,000-person soccer stadium, so probably a little less for XFL football. Um, you could put a team there, or you do have NRG Stadium, which is gigantic, 80,000-plus. Cool. Uh, home of the Houston Texans, replace the Astrodome. Which building would you put a team in? I think you want to put them in the MLS stadium as long as, you know, they can work together because what honestly, I don't even know. Is the MLS season going on now? I believe it is. Yes. Yes. The the XFL and MLS will run up against each other. Yeah. So there's going to have to be some cooperation there, but I, I think those stadiums are going to be the best fit for, for XFL teams for now. At least. 
you know what? I'll bring up this point, and I'll ask you guys. When MLS first started, none of these teams had their own stadiums. None of them. They were all sharing whatever field they could find, and they took them, and they went with it. And look what happened. MLS is now probably the fourth, maybe the fifth biggest league in this country. Do you think MLS is going to extend that same hand to the XFL and give them a chance by offering their fields to them? We don't even know if that's actually going to happen. No, you know, MLS did Of course, did they, they, they could all say no. But, you know, they're, Pay they're it forward, these- MLS. There has Damn to it. be something in it for them, also. Of course, business. Um, that that that's very that's something to very much consider because if the MLS doesn't want to share, then the empty uh, stadiums like NRG Stadium at this time of year become the places that the XFL will have to consider, and then uh, you, you'll start maybe seeing them go towards gravitate towards the smaller actual football stadiums, um, but. If we're talking about cities that are prime and ready, I think the Houston fans definitely are. I don't know about the stadium situation with MLS. Maybe Would they share? You have NRG. That's huge. Would the XFL want to have so many empty seats because you're going to have empty seats there? You for sure are. That's something. That's a big question mark about that city. Any other cities we left off our list before we make our final vote and consensus here? Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about Phoenix at all. Nothing in Arizona. I don't know how we feel about that. Um, they're, or Salt they're driving, City. They're, dri- they're driving away a, a hockey team. Uh, you have a baseball stadium. You can't play there. Football, I guess. Yeah, you have you have college options. You've got a, a really giant spaceship you could put in. The Cardinals aren't playing there at the time. You're right. Phoenix could be considered. I, I just don't know. That seems like too too much too much of a retirement community for the XFL. Yeah, I, I think there is better markets um, in in what we're calling this this Western division than Phoenix. You brought up Salt Lake City, Utah. What pro sports teams do they have? They have MLS and NBA, right? That's it. That's it. The the, the last big pro thing they had there was the Olympics back in two thousand two, but that's about it. Man, it'd be interesting to see a team in Utah. I don't. I get, and you have an MLS sit. You have an MLS stadium there as well. Is that a contact sports city though? I mean, if you really think about it, is it? <laughs> yeah, Do they want to see people be hitting each other all day long. <laughs> They're not into the violence. Oh, come on, BYU <laughs> and Utah football get get a lot of love. I mean, they those, those stadiums rock. Um. I just don't know. The XFL brand, Vince McMahon might be a little too, you know, he, he's not prime for that state. Does WWE ever even go to Utah? Uh, they've got to go to Salt Lake they, City. They might do some live events there. I don't think they have been on television for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I don't recall ever seeing a really big WWE show in Utah. Yeah. Ever. And what about, do we consider Denver West Coast at all? Just yeah, curious. Absolutely, we didn't Denver. Talk about Denver. I don't know if Denver would 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 hope uh, would host a, another team there. I believe they have all four major sports, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they do. We have to see where they play. But it's also uh, a, an NFL city where I mean the NFL's ingrained in that culture there, so that'd be really tough to crack. Which we talked about last week. Um, you know, big town, but also if you know you want to keep guys, uh, you know drug free 
Uh, do you want to put him in Denver? I guess, do you want to put him in L.A.? Do you want to put him anywhere in the West Coast? Maybe there won't be any West Coast teams because weed's legal everywhere in the West Coast now. I don't know. Um, but we got to come down to two from the ones we've talked about. Of course, if you guys think we missed any cities, always let us know what we missed and why they should be XFL cities. We'd love to hear from you at XFL Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. As we wind down, here we go. Jake, what are your two cities? Yeah, two cities I'm going to go with. I, I'm going to do the same as last time where I'm going to pick, you know, uh, one veteran city that was in the old XFL and one new. So for my repeat city, I'm going to go with L.A. again. And for my new city, I'm going to go Houston. How about you, Bryant? I'm going to agree with Jake on Los Angeles. And I wasn't, to be honest with you guys, at the beginning of the show, leaning towards Los Angeles, but we all talked myself into it. And I'm going to go with Portland as my second See, Portland was, if I didn't go Houston, I think I was going to go Portland. I think we are all going to go Portland here because I agree with Brian. I'm, I'm on L.A. and Portland's bandwagon. Uh, I love a lot of these cities. Actually, this week, more than the other two weeks, I could see multiple, more than you know, two or three cities really being awesome XFL towns. But Los Angeles, you have to have the champion city. So many options stadium-wise. You'll definitely get some kind of support. Uh, and also the attention being in L.A. And then Portland, I, I feel like Portland's about to explode with professional sports. It just feels like that XFL being a part of that would be very smart. San Antonio would be great. Houston would be great. Vegas down the road would be really good. But right now, I think it's Portland. So uh, I guess, Jake, if we're going to consensus, all we need is you just to jump on board. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Portland. You know, it's two to one. It's, there it is. So this week we have decided the prime Western cities for XFL in 2020 would be Los Angeles and Portland. And that does it for our longest episode ever, Jake. Our, our, it's in the books. Can you believe? Do you think it's Bryant's it, it, fault? It is. Uh, I blame Bryant. I, I don't. I don't know about that. But I'll, never allowed do, back. You made the show go wanna, too long. We do want to thank Bryant for uh, for filling in, Vinman. He won't tell us exactly what he's doing, but I think he's trying to get Myrtle Beach a team. Really. <laughs> Vince missed this week because he wanted to go, yeah, lobby for Myrtle Beach and Sturgis uh, XFL cities. No, uh, Vince will be back, but Brian, uh, bang up job filling in this week, giving us your Western expertise. Thanks a lot. Of course, guys, anytime. Hope to have, hope to have me soon again, but if not, it was good talking to you guys. You know, you made the show run a little bit long, but uh, I think we'll be able to... Uh, we should be able to swing that with you, especially when uh, we we uh, start talking about some of the subjects you brought up that are very interesting. And as of always, we welcome you guys to bring up episode ideas on social media at XFL Show. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're active there. And, of course, the website is thisisthexflshow.com. Polls for this week's episode will be up on the website as well. Go vote on those, and they will close next week. Without further ado, the next week is East Coast, and then we're done with XFL City Madness, but we got to get out of here for now. This has been XFL City Madness. This has been the West Side, and this has been the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.